0: So, hello and welcome to episode 45 of United United. This time we're reviewing match day 31 of the Premier League. It's been a while. Uh, you're here with me, Dave and Jem. Jem, haven't spoken to you for a while.
1: How are you? Hi, Dave. Uh, yes, we haven't spoken for a while. Um, we had the wonderful international break in between, and um, I- I'm still good. Um, I-, I was better before the international break you know, when there was no football for Man United. But I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm good as
0: well, Gem. Yeah, I'm very good. Looking forward to the next West Ham fixture, which is tonight against Lyon. Uh, we can talk about that a bit later on. Mm. And also off the back of a nice 2-1 win against Everton. So happy days for West Ham fans. How about as a Man United fan, Gem? How, how's that been for you?
1: Well... I think in the last episode, Dave. I think people probably noticed how positive I was. Mm. Um, you know, I knew that I wouldn't have to support Man United for two weeks. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, on April's, April the second, I had to uh, get behind my team again, um, and it wasn't worth the wait, Dave. <laughs> I mean, can't say anyone's going to be surprised at that. It wasn't worth the wait. You know, I, I bigged it up. I said, you know, we're going we're gonna to have a good end to the season. Well. We're definitely not, because we played against a shambolic team, Dave, that I've I've never rated, Leicester. <laughs> um, Brendan Rodgers, a manager that I've never said should come to my new. <laughs> and we drew 1-1 at home to Leicester City, Dave. Uh, an injury, a, a team full of injuries <laughs> at Leicester. All right, so they're playing players that, you know, they're on the fringes. They're not even first-team players, some of them. And we found ourselves 1-0 down, Dave. Mm. Uh, And I'll tell you what, I watched the first half and I got that bored. I went into the kitchen and made dinner. (laughs) So the only way that I knew things were happening in the second half were through my phone when live score was sending me notifications. I got the 1-0 and I laughed. But, you know, me being me, I went into the living room and watched watched the goal. Laughed at it. Uh, I said, right, that's it then. I'm done. And then I got a notification saying Man United had equalised. And that's when I ran back into the living room celebrating, cheering. Yes, come on, we're going to get a winner. And all this. Um, And then I got another notification, Dave. Leicester went 2-1 up. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when I nearly put my phone into the pan, (laughs) boiled it with the pasta. Uh, Well... I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. And then, luckily, I got another notification saying VAR had disallowed it. So, you know, I'm a big fan of VAR, but, um, always working properly. Uh, horrible foul on Borat. Um, and I forgot to mention it was a it was a guy who's actually stepped up his performance. And you know, I've been saying we need to rename our most annoyed ing person of the week. Fred was the equalizer day. I did see that. His, he stepped up his game. He's stepped up his game. Um, I wouldn't say it's gone to a good level, but he's <laughs> definitely stepped it up from the levels that he was at before. Um, I mean, he's got energy. He's always had energy. He can get around the pitch. But unfortunately, Dave, at this level, that's not good enough. You need to be a good football player as well. So, you know, that's all I've got to say about Man United. really, about that game. Um, I think Ralph Randnick, he's astonished at how poor some of these players are. Uh I mean no one can blame the manager. I mean, yeah, he's not coming and had a great you know, a great uh change to the team, but I am not really bothered, Dave. I don't think anyone could get anything out of these players. Bunch bunch of idiots is what I call them. So Unfortunately, our season is over, like I said. Yeah, we are three points off the fourth-place fourth spot. But to be honest, I don't want Champions League Football Day because it'll be the same old cycle. We'll get to the round of 16 next season, we'll get knocked out, and then we'll be challenging for top four again. I'm bored of it. I want to see something else. So I'd be happy to take sixth or seventh. I'd even go and play in the uh, Eurovision Song Contest League if you had to. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go and see a few football grounds with train stations attached to the ground and (laughs) that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it it looks like we're in talks to agree our new manager, Eric Tenhard from Ajax, but that's not confirmed yet. So, 1-1 at Old Trafford. Shocking.
0: Gem, I've got so much to say. (laughs) First of all, Fred, Do you think he's gone, you know, he said his performances have improved. Has he gone from absolutely awful to bad? Or has he gone from bad to mediocre? Whereabouts is he on that scale?
1: Uh, Definitely the first option. (laughs) He was definitely absolutely awful. VAR, complete
0: joke. That goal should have been allowed. I think we can uh, agree on that, Gem. Um, I think
1: VAR was doing its job. I think it did a great job there,
0: Dave, to be honest. Um, I I don't think they were watching. And you say um, Rangnick's astonished at the level of performance. Has he not been watching Manu for the last year or two? I mean, what's he been doing? Surely this should come as no surprise. <laughs> and, you know, they, they're talking about um, lining up Ten Hag for the job. Did you see Van Hal said the other day, um, it's not a football club? It's I did see that. Yep. A commercial operation. Yep. And Ten Hag shouldn't join. What, what do you think of that?
1: Uh, I mean, I couldn't disagree with him. Uh, I think he's spot on, Mister Van Hall. It's funny that he'd take—you know—he accepted the contract when he became Man United manager. He wasn't bothered at that time, was he? But since they sacked him, he's obviously a bit bitter. But still, I don't disagree with him. We are a commercial club. We're a laughing stock, and like I said, we belong on Comedy Central, Dave. (laughs)
0: That's where you'll be next season, (laughs) Um, and. The other thing I'd say, Jem, is that uh, you've got a bunch, I think we can both agree, you've got a bunch of overpaid and underperforming players. Yeah, a bunch of idiots, Dave. You can call them that if you want. (laughs) It's your words, Jem, not mine. (laughs) But I'm just wondering, I think you can look, you know, often football um, can look to business, can't it? It can look to other sectors to get some tips. And I'm wondering whether um united should look at uh, to, 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 to should turn to the boss of p and o ferries for a bit of um you know a bit a bit of a bit of an insight into how to run a how to run a business gem because basically what they 've done is they've said that they 've got rid of their highly paid uh, employees to bring on a bunch of low paid employees on new contracts mm. So, you know, highly, play, highly paid, highly professional employees have been sacked and they've brought in a bunch of low-paid employees. So this could be a, a ploy for Man United, couldn't it? Get rid of them all. Bring in some League Two players, Gem. I mean, it can't get any worse. Yep. Bring them in on low contracts, you know, £1,000 a week, something like that. And your, most of your problems, most of your financial problems for your commercial operation will be sorted.
1: I'd give it to the academy, Dave. I would, happily. Yeah, the, get the young lads having a go. You know, we'll have another class of 92, class of 22 we'll call it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a great idea, to be honest.
0: Get the boss of P&O Ferries in. <laughs> um, we should just mention Van Hout, shouldn't we? I think he's been confirmed with a, uh, an illness uh, a cancer diagnosis at the moment, so obviously our thoughts go out to him. Yep, um, And uh, yeah, so that was, that was a sad piece of news. But on to uh, what else have I got to say about United, Gem? Um Hopefully nothing. <laughs> I have got one more thing to say, but that's going to come up later. Uh, okay. So I'm going to leave it for now. Uh, we should probably look at some other results. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my team. Yep. West Ham, because you said, you know, April the 2nd was a very dark day for you and Manchester United. Well, April the 2nd was a great day for me because it was both mine and Josie's birthday.
1: Happy birthday to you both.
0: Yeah. And we linked up um, via our podcasts. We managed to make our arrangements to go to the West Ham-Everton game on April the 3rd. Brilliant! And we went along to that and witnessed a 2-1 win, Jim. And I've got to say, um, Everton... What a terrible team. I mean, we didn't have to try that hard to win this. uh, And we were taking it easy. But honestly, they are appalling. They are absolutely appalling, that team. Um, And Lampard was interviewed after the game. And um, he said, with a smile on his face, Jim, he said, (laughs) yeah, we we played well. We definitely deserve something. And then he went, but seriously, if results don't improve, we'll be relegated and I'll be (laughs) sacked. And I think that sort of sums it up, really. He's um, He's got to go, Jim. I'm going to come back to Lampard later as well because I want to talk about another game that Everton were involved in, but I'll do mm. that a bit later. Yeah. One, one thing I do want to say, Jim, I just want to say this podcast is working. It is working. Okay. Because you remember on a couple of occasions, I've asked for the people in my row to coordinate their leaving and returning at half time. Yes, yes to stop me having to get up and sit down because I'm on the end of the row. People didn't know that. People don't remember. I'm on the end of the row. Me and Josie are on the end of the row. And then all the people in my row, they come out in dribs and drabs. We're having to stand up, sit down while we're trying to watch the end of the first half. And then they come back after the second half started and stand up and sit down. So I put a plea out. Could they please coordinate their comings and goings? Well, amazingly, two minutes before the end of the first half, a group of four of them all came up together and said to me, we're all going to go past you together so as, so as to only disturb you once. Wow. And then coming back, they did the same thing. So, Jem, I didn't confirm with them whether they uh, felt like, felt shamed by my uh, comments on this podcast or just felt they wanted to be helpful or whatever. But I I'd like to think, Jem, they had listened to it.
1: And they, they've heeded my words. I believe, you know, we're getting, like I said before, Dave, we are growing and it wouldn't be surprising if they have, you know, had a listen. I mean, we've had over fifteen hundred listeners, listeners I mean, or listens. <laughs> uh, I, I, I didn't confirm either, so uh, let's call it listeners then,
0: listeners. Because so, I thought we were up to twenty the last time
1: I <laughs> counted. But anyway, fifteen hundred. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, fifteen hundred listens or listeners. I can't, mm. can't remember the exact figure, but it's about the same thing, anyway, isn't it? But Apparently. um. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised, Dave, if they have. And you know what? I was that concerned about it, Dave. I was getting quite annoyed that, you know, you were getting annoyed at a game. So I actually got in touch. Uh, and I told them, you know, I was that guy who was there for the Mark Noble miss. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I said, I've been, I've experienced this where, where, you, where you come in past in drips and drabs and it's very annoying. And they listen, Dave. Um I didn't want to I didn't want to tell you that, but you know, I got I I reached out to them and they listened. So um I'm I'm glad that they've 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 listened to what I had to say to them. So Well Jem, what a birthday present that was
0: from you. Thank you. That's that's amazing. It's the least I could
1: do. <laughs> it
0: is really. So look, that was uh, a good result, Jem, and we we went home happy. Um unlike unlike the Everton fans who as I say, I'll come back to that later. Uh, The other game I just want to review, Jim.
1: Oh, well, actually, just before you go on to that game, I've got a couple of points on that game,
0: Dave.
1: Mm. Um, So, you know, you spoke about that lovely reception for Frank when he got to the stadium. You know, West Ham fans love him, especially (laughs) you. (laughs) Uh, That was nice to see. Um, But there's one thing I actually want to speak about, Dave, seriously. Uh, and I'm surprised you didn't mention this. It was... um, Obviously, Aaron Cresswell was a Liverpool fan. was a scouser. <laughs> and he scores a free kick. Yeah, not bad. Top corner. Shushes the Everton fans right in front of them. Yep. Surprised the sure. glass bottle didn't come from the crowd and hit him or something. You know, he-, he, gave it the- he gave it the big one for a minute and then he turned away, which I thought was a bit... You know, that's, that's not very big-, big of you, is it, Aaron? <laughs> um, there's a reason you're not in the England team. But anyway, right at the end of the game, Aaron Cresswell... Decides to volley Richarlison. <laughs> Not the ball, Richarlison. Uh, and he got a yellow card. And Richarlison mm. also got a yellow card. I mm. mean, that was, if I saw that on the streets, Dave, if I was out on a night out and I saw someone volley someone like that, they would be put in the back of a police van. Uh, and I don't know where he got that from. Maybe Kurt Zuma's been teaching him how to pick <laughs> living beings. But... Um, it was a disgrace, mm. Dave. I mean, I, I don't know if... You, I, I'd, I'd like to see you defend this.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, let's paint the picture. I think Richarlison was laying down on the ground at the time. Is that right? That's correct. If I remember right. And I do think the... Well, dubious, dubious foul, Jem. Because, you know, Richarlison, <laughs> he's prone to a bit of play acting, isn't he? And then I do think... Um, I think the whistle had gone, but I think... Um, Cresswell was still going for the ball, Jem. And he, did he kick the ball into Richarlison's head, or did he try and kick the ball and kick Richardson's head? I can't remember, but it was, I think it was all accidental, Jem. I think it was just a bit of, a bit of horseplay, let's say, a bit of fun, a bit of banter, um, and then Richardson goes and makes the most of it. Okay, yeah, he gets kicked in the head, but then he rolls around as if he's been, you know, kicked in the head. So, it's, um, I can, I can understand why the referee booked Richarlison for, for milking it, really. And also, Jem, we have got a bit of history with this because um, I'm not going to rise to the Kurt Zuma comment, but remember Dawson earlier in the season managed oh, to yeah. welly some defender in the head. Adams, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. He um, killed the at, lads. <laughs> at a corner um, where he mistook the head for a ball. So you know, I'm not defending them, Jem. I'm just saying it's a footballing incident. These things happen. Footballing incidents, Jem. These so, things,
1: um, would you have not given a straight red card for that on, from Cresswell? I would have not given a straight red card for that. Ah, well, I had a <laughs> feeling you'd say that. So, I actually did a bit of research, Dave. What's this little trap uh, you've set here? Well, I just, I just, you know, I just wanted to... Uh, would you agree it was a yellow card for both uh, players? Yeah, let's say yellow, yeah. Okay, so I did a bit of research into this, Dave, and mm. I actually looked into the rules of yep. uh, and what, what can get you a book in, what can't, And if I go back to when Aaron Cresswell uh, celebrated in front of the Everton fans, that celebration was worthy of a yellow card. By the letter of the law, that should have been a yellow card, Dave. Uh, I've seen that at the weekend, actually, at a Chesterfield game. A Grimsby player scored against us and taunted the fans. The referee booked him. (laughs) If you cup your ears, you are meant to be given a yellow card. (laughs) So, basically what I'm saying is, Aaron Cresswell should have been sent off either way in this game, Dave. Um, and I'm glad you agree with the yellow card in the second incident. So that's basically what what is confirming to me, is the referee is messed up again. <laughs> Aaron Cresswell should have gone, and Everton had, should have had the opportunity to go and get an equaliser in the last few minutes. So if Everton do end up getting relegated at the end of this season, Frank Lampard has this point to get back to. I think he wasn't booked for um, taunting the Everton
0: fans Gem, because I think you, we can all agree it was top-level shushing. <laughs> it was shushing of the highest calibre. And I think the referee looked at that and thought, well, I can't book him for that. That was top-quality shushing. So that's probably mm. what happened there. And I don't even know why we're standing up for Everton. I mean, they are terrible. And also, Michael Keane, honestly, yeah. what an absolute idiot. He gets booked <laughs> in the first half, doesn't he, for stopping uh, Antonio from getting clean through. Mm. And then... Second half, I mean, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I just literally couldn't believe it. He, was, he had defenders behind him, and Antonio got the ball on the edge of the area, and he just decides to two-foot tackle him. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he left the ref with no option. So, Everton, idiots, a lot of them. All idiots, including Richarlison with his simulation and rolling around, <laughs> um, trying to get Cresswell sent off or booked. Yep. Um, and uh, they deserve what they got, Jem. They deserve what they got. And that's off the back of a 4 0 defeat in the FA Cup, and mm-hmm. then we will come on to the uh, the other game they played uh, later on. Yep.
1: Well, um, I have to agree with you, Dave. Everton are a bit of a shambles. Um, and Lampard is is like like I said when he came in, he's not the man for the job. He's not a manager. I've been saying this all along, but you know Everton aren't going to listen to me. Um, they're going to keep going on. Through this fantasy world of football that they they live in, um, so they're embarrassing. They probably won't win a game all season. Um, but anyway, I just want to go into Man United's next game, Dave. Mm. Um, so we're playing on Saturday. I I want to get this out of the way, yeah, because you know I I don't enjoy it. Who who've you got? So we're actually playing away at Goodison Park. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um. Well, what I've just said about Lampard, you know, this is this is this is set up for Man United to give Everton a win, isn't it? It is. This, this is this is perfect. So, I take back what I said about Lampard and Everton. Uh, they will win again this season. It'll be against Man United. It'll <laughs> be against us. Um, I, I can't say anything else than uh, maybe a, let's say two-one win to Everton. Scrappy goals. <laughs> Um, there's, there's not a chance we're winning this game, not a chance. We've had a full week of preparation. They've had you know, we'll get on to the next game, their other game anyway. But they, they basically will have had, I think it's about 72 hours, Dave. Maybe not even that 48, <laughs> no, I'd probably say about 54 hours <laughs> because we're the half 12 kickoff on Saturday. <laughs> so it's, it's written, for, I, I'll predict. I'll predict that Richarlison will get Pogba sent off
0: <laughs> with a bit of play-acting.
1: You know what? I'll probably r- applaud Richarlison for that. I'll say thank <laughs> you. I'm not going to play for the next three games. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... It... Well,
0: Michael Keane's come back into the team after his suspension, Jem. Um,
1: Everton are on the up. Well, he's X-Man U, to be fair. So, he'll probably, probably be up for it. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Two shambles of football clubs playing against each other. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in this game at all, Dave. But I will have to talk about it in the next episode. So, two-one Everton is what I predict. Okay,
0: let's write that down. Two-one, Jim.
1: Good. We'll look forward to that. Twelve thirty
0: Saturday. Uh Jim. Just a couple of other games to review from mm. Match Day Thirty-One. Um, Leeds against uh, Leeds were playing. Yeah. The Leeds, what are we calling them these days? The Leeds uh, Timbers? But, yeah, Buccaneers. Buccaneers, Leeds Buccaneers, yeah. Yep. Playing against uh, Southampton, the New Orleans Saints. This was a tied <laughs> ball game, Gem. Uh, went to overtime. It was at the Elland Rose Bowl, I believe. It went to overtime. <laughs> or was it at the St Mary's Rose Bowl? I think it was at the Elland Rose Bowl. Uh, went to overtime. Uh, teams couldn't be separated. So a, a rare tied ball game in American football, Jem. Um, nice to see Ward Prowse got the tying kick mm. after Harrison scored the early TD. So, very good. Good game there. Yep, yeah, Very good. And um, the other team I probably should highlight is uh, you know, we talked about Everton before. Uh, lost in the FA Cup. Um, lost in the FA Cup quarter-final, didn't they, to Palace Mm, 4-0 what an absolute shambles, Jem that was a battle of the fraudulent managers (laughs) and somehow Vieira came out on top and then we had another battle of fraudulent managers a few days later where Palace played Arsenal the other night and um, Palace came out 3-0 winners, Jem so, you know, what I'm going to say here, Jim, is, in fact, I think there's something we've overlooked. There's something we've overlooked. It's Vieira at Palace. What a job he's done. What a job he's done. They've got they've got Chelsea in the next round of the FA Cup. Come on, Palace. Come on, Vieira. And I'm thinking, Jim, Vieira for Man United. Vieira for Man United. What about that? I mean, he is, and I've been saying this for a while now, he is one of the... Best young, up-and-coming, talented managers out there, Jim. <laughs> he's revolutionised Palace. I've been saying this for a while, the players he's brought in. He's done a fantastic job. What could he do for Man United? What are your thoughts
1: on that? Uh, well, well, my thoughts... How much has Ian paid just to say that? <laughs> I hope you're listening, Ian, because, you know, this, this has just been recorded. So... Um... Wow. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm lost for words. Uh, did you mean that?
0: I, my brain is scrambled after the last... Okay. I've, I've forgotten
1: which side of the fence I'm supposed to be on.
0: Okay. Um, my brain I mean, is absolutely scrambled.
1: Well, if I just pick up on Vieira then. Vieira to Man United. Yeah, I'd have him. Why not? Probably uh, as a player. Probably, yeah, he'd probably do a job in the field. Um, I mean, the guy is phenomenal. Some of them players, they've they are a team that. They're, they're, it's not only the Arsenal game; they're not only battered Arsenal in that game. They've drew with Man City. They've drew with us. That's not hard, actually. That was a bad example. <laughs> um, I think uh, they beat West Ham. They beat West Ham, didn't they? They no, they at least drew with us. Beat Spurs. That's not a big achievement, but you know where I'm where I'm going.
0: Yeah,
1: Vieira. Some of the players that he's brought in and, and and got performance out performances out of them, amazing. I mean Conor Gallagher, Dave. I mean we spoke about him. Actually, yeah, he was the guy who scored a race, I think, against West Ham. But yeah, what a player. Um, I mean Chelsea are lucky that you know they might have this not might not might not be able to spend any money in the summer, but um they've got him coming back from the loan from Palace, and England and Gareth Southgate are lucky because the World Cup coming up, you could have a midfield three of Declan Rice, Conor Gallagher and Jude Bellingham, I mean, that would be the best midfield three at the World Cup, surely. So, amazing. Conor Gallagher, what a player. Uh, I mean, his work rate the other night was fantastic. And that comes from the manager, Dave. So, you know, all these people that said, you know, sacked by September. Um, In idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Don't
0: know what they're talking about, Jim, do they? Those people? No. Don't know football. (laughs) What a great manager. Um, Fantastic. So, that's good. Jem, you were playing, you were supporting another team uh, in Match Day 31. You were supporting the Hornets. Was. Was indeed. Away to Liverpool at a sloping field. Yep. At a field in Liverpool. We had high hopes for this one. Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Going back to his old club. How did that turn out?
1: Well, uh, you say we had high hopes. Um, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. You know what? To be honest, I, I, I watched this game. And to be honest, Watford were not that bad at all. Um, they they had chances. And if they could put the ball in the back of the net, they could have been 2 3 0 up. Really good. 1v1 chances as well, a bit like West Ham earlier in the season when they played at A Field. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Liverpool are just a dodgy team, aren't they? Uh, they score a goal from across, smallest player on the pitch scores a header, 1 uh, 0. Uh, and then, you know, Watford pressure, pressure, pressure. Roy Hodgson is doing a great job on the touchline. He's, he's managed to stand up for quite a while as well, Dave. Um, <laughs> He didn't. He didn't need that deck chair that he had at Old Trafford. It, it obviously wasn't as uh, easy, Anfield <laughs> as as it was at Old Trafford. He could put his feet up there, but you know they nearly got the equalizer, and then unfortunately, um, you know a corner goes in. The game carries on for about a minute and a half, and then you know Liverpool, being Liverpool, the referee stops it, goes <laughs> back ninety seconds, to to the court, the initial corner kick. Uh, and decides that Kuchka's uh wrestled one of the Liverpool players to the floor. So um stupid. I didn't I didn't think that was that, that was what VAR was for. And Roy Hodgson had a big big uh big go at the referees and VAR for that mm. because that wasn't that that's not what VAR's for. It's not to go back ninety seconds into the game and start looking at things that that went wrong there. It's rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Uh, I've not said VAR's any good at, at all at any point. So uh useless. Absolutely useless. Two nil Liverpool it finished.
0: Well, you know, I'm normally a defender of VAR and particularly, you know, um the um what was I gonna say? The Leicester no, the Leicester Man United Leicester game they got they got that wrong, didn't they? But uh, and also in this game they got it wrong, Jim, because you know, the ball was nowhere near. The ball was nowhere near the incident. So yeah, he's wrestled him to the floor but I don't see what the problem is. I don't see mm. what the problem is and why we have to go back for that. If the ball was nearby, then yeah, maybe a penalty. But the ball was nowhere near Jem. So VAR got it wrong again. Keep getting it wrong, Jem. So not happy with VAR for that. And uh, two 0 to two nil to Watford. Uh, to less uh, Liverpool rather. God, I'm you know,
1: I, I confuse myself as well. <laughs> I, I can't listen remember. Listen to you there. Yeah, <laughs> confusing myself trying to think about it. Am I full VAR? Or am I- <laughs> what did I say <laughs> what did you say two minutes ago we're not so, acting people listeners we do not act you know there's no true feelings yeah um, uh, you, you know there's no sarcasm at all in this podcast so no, stop, stop no. laughing at us no
0: hypocrisy we don't contradict ourselves nope so that's that one Gem uh, I was a yeah magpie um, magpie were you I was a magpie oh was there any good luck or not <laughs> They scored one, Jem.
1: Oh, well. Oh. Fulton can't score a goal, so one nil, surely.
0: But in, as the song goes, one for sorrow, Jem. Oh, right. um, and this was a very sorrowful performance. How Newcastle um, managed to even score one, I don't know, Jem. I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, how they put in that performance, Jem. I don't know. It was an absolutely shocking performance that Newcastle put in. There's not much I want to say about this. It was horrible. I had to sit there and watch Spurs win 5-1. It was literally horrible. It was just horrible. Uh, Mm. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, In fact, I came in from the West Ham game and it was 1-0 to Newcastle. I went out (laughs) for about five minutes, came back and it was 2-1 to Spurs. (laughs) And then I went out again and the next thing I knew it was 5-1. Horrible, hmm. horrible game. Don't know how it happened. So, how do we explain it, Jem?
1: I mean, I've got to say, one one person that really annoyed me in this game was Dan Vern. He is atrocious. He is, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not saying that I like to wind people up on the football pitch. Maybe I do, but if I was playing against him, I would be in his ear all game giving him some because he is he's one of the worst footballers I've ever seen I've got to say he is you know I think I think Tez was here I think Tez rates him and you know I could see what he was saying but the way that he was playing against Tottenham Tottenham was embarrassing he's 7 foot go and play basketball Dan Burn. <laughs> honestly you're not made for this sport basketball is the way how much did Newcastle pay for him 30 million oh Goodness me! Could have bought a football club for that amount. So um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he was he was getting burnt. That's what was happening. Lucas Mora for that fifth goal, straight past him. Embarrassing. I've got a mate who's a Newcastle fan, and uh, I'll be talking to him this weekend about this game. And I'll be I'll be I'll, I'll try and get him to listen to this actually as a as a future uh, as a future listener because if he does, we'll start talking about this shambles of a club and the shambles of a player uh, even more. So. Embarrassing, Dave, like you said.
0: Yeah. I don't know how they've managed this revival recently with that performance.
1: You said that in the first... I'm just trying to think back now. Did you say that in the first place and I went on a rant?
0: Uh, I've said it about five times, Jeff. Okay, yeah. yep.
1: It's, it's only when you emphasise it that much that I'll ever realise. So... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Did Did you get my burn burn pun? I don't know if anyone Anyone heard my burn pun? But... okay, I, I missed the joke. I I missed it. Yeah, we all got the burn pun.
0: Damn, damn burnt. We got that one, <laughs> but you missed the Eddie Howe one five times. Anyway, that's good. We're back to, back on form, Gem. So I guess we ought to preview our next games. I will mention very quickly. Mention I'm off to Leon. This evening. Uh, not to Leon. I should, <laughs> I should just be very clear. I'm actually off to the London Stadium with Charlie and Josie this evening. And Charlie and Josie, I'm not sure we're going to get this published in time for you to hear these instructions. But just in case we do, um, we're going to leave at about half past four to get to um, Westfield for 6 p.m. and have a pre-match meal. Uh and then on to the game for about seven thirty uh nice. for the for the build up. So um I'm I'll hook up with you both at about half possible or meet you in Westfield. So hope those instructions are clear. Uh get back to me via your own podcast to confirm. That will
1: be good. I'll make sure that this uh episode is published in time so that yeah, if you can
0: publish well. it by four PM that would be helpful. It's two two o'clock now, Jim. So no
1: problem. I can do that. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, looking forward to that game, Jem. And obviously, we're off the back of uh, this fantastic 2-0 win against Sevilla and then the 2-1 win against Everton. Confidence is high. I think Lyon are struggling in their league, even though they're doing reasonably well in the uh, Europa League. So, it's all pointing, Jem, isn't it, to a 1-0 win to Lyon. It's all pointing to our bubble being burst and a 1-0 win to Lyon. So, that's my prediction.
1: Well, There are a couple of players that you know wants to watch, and I'm to say Dembele up top, he's a bit of a handful, he's mm-hmm. a good finisher as well. And then, uh, the captain Alwa, uh, great little player, okay. Uh, I think, I think number eight or number 10, I can't remember now, but he's a great little player. Uh, also the center back, actually, Jason Denier, he's been around quite a while, he's in the Belgian team, but good center back dreadlocks, so uh, I think he'll be able to handle Antonio's physical presence. Hopefully I'm drinking him now and Antonio can bully him, but I think uh, it'll, be, it'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to watching it. And the atmosphere in the last Europa League game, the London Stadium was, well, well you were there, you obviously know how amazing it was, but through was. the TV it was amazing, so it was obviously ten times better in the stadium. It was, Gem, and
0: hopefully we'll get the DJ there again this time. The DJ was there last time, cranking it up. And all he has to do, as I said last time, put on the song West Ham are massive, and that's that's the only song he needs tonight. And he'll have the whole place rocking. So yep. let's see how that goes. Okay, um, who are you? Um, what's your previews for the next uh, the next round of games? We've done Everton against Man U. Who are you supporting as your second
1: team? Well, uh, if I just I actually had two second teams this week, so I actually supported uh, Benfica in the Champions League. You did. Uh, you did another Portuguese team. Hmm.
0: Um, well, another letdown. Uh, yeah,
1: another letdown. I mean, it wasn't as embarrassing as five nil against Porto earlier on in the year in the group stages, but we lost three one to Liverpool at home in our own stadium, the Estádio de Dragão. I think I've made that up. I think that's Porto Stadium, but that's the only Portuguese stadium I can think of. Uh, Darwin Nunes. He pulled a goal back for Benfica, Dave. Yep. And Darwin Nunes is a young Uruguayan striker, long hair, like Cavani. And West Ham tried to sign him in January. I don't know if you know this. We did. I remember the name. Yep. Uh, I think he scored 38 goals in all competitions this season, so he's obviously on fire. Uh, he scored in the Champions League quite a few goals as well. He scored against Ajax in the last round. Man United's incoming manager, maybe he's had a close eye on him. But basically what I'm saying is, long hair, Uruguayan, he's the next Cavani, Cavani's leaving Man U. get him to Man United, I need someone else to fall in love with at Man United. So, Darwin <laughs> Nunes. he scored against Liverpool, that's all I need to say. And you know what he said in the post-game after as well? He said, you know, Liverpool are a good side, but we, we can beat them. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're not unbeatable. So, we'll go to Anfield or a field in Liverpool and we'll give it our best shot. So, that's, that's what I like to hear from him. He, he yeah. sounds like a Liverpool hater already. So, get him to Man United. We'll steal him off West Ham. Um, we don't want another Haller. We don't want West Ham to ruin his career again, like they did with Haller, or, or stunt his career. Luckily, Haller's found a good club now and a good manager in Eric Tan Hag at Ajax uh, to get the goals <laughs> out of him. But um, Darwin Nunes, Eric Tan Hag, get them to Man U.
0: Well, I think the main reason Nunes didn't come to West Ham, he didn't know who we were. That was a big problem. <laughs> who, who is his club? West West Ham didn't know didn't know who we were. Um, but actually, you just made me think. If if Ten Hag goes to um,
1: Man U, he can take Halaire with him, can't he? I, I, you know what? I've just realised <laughs> what you're going. Gonna... <sighs>
0: Ideally suited, isn't he? To yeah. The Premier League. He's yeah. proven. He's got a proven track record <laughs> of being another cart horse of a striker in the Premier League. That's perfect for Man U. Much more perfect than some Uruguayan flair player. (laughs) (laughs) That's my thinking there.
1: You know, it reminds me of Joe Linton. I think they signed about the same time. Joe Linton signed for Newcastle about the same time as Haller. Similar price tags. Yeah, Maybe Haller can be a new central midfielder. Maybe Eric (laughs) Ten Hag will turn him into a Premier League midfield player like Joe Linton. Um. (laughs) So can you imagine that? Yeah, well, (laughs) I've... (laughs) Seb Haller versus Mark Noble next season in the middle of midfield, (laughs) Or Declan Rice, whatever it is. Declan
0: Rice, yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, Mark Noble's retiring. Declan Rice, um, well, we don't know. His future is uncertain. So, we'll see. Hmm. Okay, well, that's that's that game. Uh, That was a disappointing loss. And then, um, who are you playing? Who's your second team?
1: next well, next game week? It's a, I'm going to have this quite often in the next couple of weeks. Dave, oh, you are. Because um, it's City v Liverpool on Sunday in the Premier League. <laughs> uh, you are a citizen. Yeah, I can't say that. But uh, I will be supporting Manchester City for this game. and Probably the next couple of games that um, they play because I play Liverpool again soon, but yeah, I will be supporting City. I'm going to keep it in Manchester. Basically, you know, Manchester is one for this uh, for this game. Because I'd rather see City win than yeah, Liverpool. Um, but but I don't really know what else to say, Dave. To be honest, I'm I'm trying to hold back the uh, the vomit that's trying to come up through. <laughs>
0: Don't need to say anything else Jim. I think you've done really well to hold it together there. Thank you. Yeah. To be honest, I'm just wiping my eyes for a minute. Yeah, you, you like like you said you've got this at least one more time and then maybe uh in the Champions League final he might have it again. So um,
1: well, we've got the FA Cup semi-final in a week. Yeah. So uh so it's all coming your way. Yeah. Well, well do- well done for getting through that
0: one Jim. Thank you. Uh that's that's that game. Um for West Ham we are after after we've dealt with Leon or after Leon had dealt with us hmm. we are away to Brentford to the bees on sunday uh, okay um luckily jem um i don't think anything as much has happened at, at Brentford has it they they haven't been revitalized by signing any top european talent have they um'm uh, <laughs> not sure I mean you carry on you if you' if, if you're confident then that's fine. <laughs> So, I think, I think uh, you know, Brentford, they're, they're pretty flat. They're not really doing much. Yep. They haven't beaten anyone of note recently, have they? Can't, I don't think so. No, not <laughs> that I can think of, no. So, surely this will be a, an easy win for West Ham, especially after after a European game on the Thursday. Playing on the Sunday would be no, no, no problem at all. But, just come to mind, Christian Eriksen. I think he's joined Brentford, hasn't he? And... I don't, revitalize doing, them. I don't think he's doing too well, is he? He's not. I don't know. Let's have a look at their results, shall we? What's happened? I think, they, uh, they won away at Chelsea, 4 <laughs> 1. Jesus. So, Jem, <laughs> we are going to get absolutely thrashed in this game. <laughs> Off the back of a European game, um, playing Brentford with Christian Eriksen pulling the strings, Ivan Tony up front. Um, 4 0 to Brentford, Jem. 4
1: 0. It's going wow. to be a thrashing.
0: It's going to be a massacre. But, you know, we're we're not worried about the league. W- well, we are, but let's say we're not. Uh, 4-0. And uh, we'll still we'll still finish above Man United, though, Jim.
1: I, pff, I, I, yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with it, Dave, to be honest. Because <laughs> um, we, we'll be losing to Everton. So, I'll be, both of us, dropping points this weekend if, if, if your predictions come true. So... Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if we finished below Everton at the end of the season. I think there's still 28 points to play for. United, you know. <laughs> United, I, I, I don't know if it's mathematically impossible for Everton, but, you know, nothing surprises me with you van United anymore, Dave. Oh, I don't
0: know if
1: that's true, but I'd love it if
0: it is. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, Everton have got... Uh, nine games left, 27 points. That'll put them on. They're 25 plus 27. What's that? 52. And Man United are on 51. Yes, that can happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Starting from this weekend, Everton's comeback is on.
0: Because <laughs> we've always said Lampard's a good manager underneath <laughs> it all. I
1: mean, yeah. I, yeah. Always has been. <laughs>
0: uh, good. Okay. Um, what about your most... Have you done your most... Antony annoying or most frustrating?
1: Uh, I haven't, um, but I'm happy to put it in. I, you know what? I, I don't even know if, if this is my most frustrating person. I've I've had to think about this too much. Yeah, I'm just going to go for this guy because he's he is frustrating me at the minute just because of his. Well, it's Marcus Trashford again, Sir <laughs> uh, Doctor Marcus Trashford PhD. MBE. I mean, he's moaning right, Dave? He's moaning that he's not getting game time and he was left on the bench again for the Leicester game and the camera pans to him about two minutes into the game and he's sat there like someone's just slapped him around the face sulking. It's embarrassing, honestly. Right? You know, we we need a goal. It's nil-nil at the point he comes on. He doesn't do anything to show that he deserves a spot. We actually concede a goal as soon as he comes on. It's embarrassing, Dave. He he needs to, he needs to sort it out. I don't care if he's got a problem with the manager, if, if he thinks the manager doesn't like him. You play football, and he doesn't look like he enjoys football anymore. So, to be honest, the, you know, he had a bit of a, a, a... Well, not a scrap, but he had a bit of a disagreement with a fan, I think, just before the international break. And he put a big essay out on Twitter, you know defending himself, and he's more worried about his social media. It's actually quite upsetting because I remember a, a rashford that was that was going to be a star, but I can just see him now. you know this would be disrespectful to Palace because what I was saying a couple of years ago was he's going to turn or a couple of months ago was he's going to turn into Wilfred Zahar and end up at Crystal Palace Crystal Palace, a much more respectful club than man United at the minute so yeah, that's that's my most frustrating person, Dave. He, he, he's winding me up in another way.
0: Do you know what, Gem? Marcus Rashford, so Marcus Rashford, so Jesse Lingard, come to West Ham, both of you. <laughs> come to West Ham, and uh, we'll give you a home. So I'd like to see that happen in the summer, Gem. He's obviously um, lost his way at
1: Man United. Would you do a swap deal, Rashford for Declan Rice? <laughs> No way.
0: Yeah,
1: well, I was gonna, I was gonna negotiate then. But... Uh, well, mate, uh, go-
0: <laughs> you'd have to throw in a lot more. But also, mainly, Rice won't want to go to Man United.
1: I mean, that's the biggest problem you got there. You well, won't wanna... you know, you say you'll have to offer uh, a lot more. I've mm. got some brilliant, brilliant additional players that we can throw on. in there for you. Go on. Temp- so We've got Paul Pogba running out of contract. Yeah, and we'll take him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've got Juan Mata running out of contract. <laughs> we'll take him. Last but not least, we've got Sir Phil Jones. Who would... (laughs) That wasn't meant to be funny. (laughs) Who would fix all the defensive problems for West Ham. So, you know, we've got some fantastic players there. Well,
0: it's it's an interesting concept because we would need... We do need another
1: centre-half, definitely.
0: We would need um, a replacement for Rice. So, Pogba... In, in the midfield there. And then Rashford will give us that attacking option up front. To Yeah, so it could work, Gem. So, West Ham fans, what do you think of that? What do you think of taking Pogba, Rashford and Jones in exchange for Rice? And I'd say £100 million, Jim.
1: We'd probably need as well. <laughs> I mean, I think Phil Jones is worth that by himself if he wasn't running out of contract, so... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Indeed.
0: Indeed. So what that's your. your
1: what, about, yeah, yeah. what about your most frustrating person, Dave?
0: Well, I was yeah. going to go for our, our great friend Jurgen Klopp because he's got his his way with the five substitutes rule. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's been passed now, so he gets his five subs now. Uh, because you know, poor him. All his players are internationals and playing lots of games. Um, yeah. That's what happens when you're successful, Klopp. <laughs> Suck it up. But anyway, he's got his way with his five subs. But I'm not going to pick on him. I'm actually going to go for something. I'm actually going to to stick up for us beleaguered fans, Jem. And I'm actually even going to stick up for Man City and Liverpool fans, Jem. Because Mm. the FA Cup semi-final, it's being played on a Sunday, I I believe, where there's no trains running between the North West and London. And there are roadworks down the motorways. And so the fans can't get there, Jem. Well, the, um, the fans can't get there. And if it was Man United playing, it wouldn't be a problem because all the fans would come, obviously, from the southeast and that wouldn't be a problem. But, <laughs> but for this game, the fans can't get there. And I feel sorry for the fans, Jem. And I really do think this game should be um, relocated up to the northwest, maybe to uh, Old Trafford. And uh, it's the FA digging their heels in. They've got this booming Wembley contract where, you know, they've got to have the semi-finals at Wembley. So there's no negotiation on this. Um, you've got to look after the sponsors and all the club members at Wembley first. And so they, they are my most frustrating people. My most Antoni annoying
1: people this week is the FA. It's really insightful, Dave. That's a really sensible choice. Um, I'm glad you, you know, taking concern for the fans of other clubs. It's really good.
0: Yeah, well, there is a yeah. <laughs> no, let's leave it. Let's leave it at that, shall we? <laughs> let's leave it at that. I'm sticking up for the Man City and Liverpool fans, and we'll leave it at that. But what I will say, the winners of that game, just think about this. You know, yes, you're being hard done by by the travel restrictions, but the winners of that game do get an extra day to prepare for the FA Cup final. OK, it's a month later, but they do get an extra day because <laughs> the second semi-final is... Um, I think that game's on the Saturday, actually, and the second is on the Sunday. So just bear that in mind, whoever wins that game. You do have an extra day to prepare, especially if it's Liverpool, Klopp. You get your extra day to prepare. You know, we, we did talk about putting that um, extra month in for you,
1: but with that extra day to prepare, to prepare you wouldn't need it.
0: What were we going to put in? Klopp
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because I was actually going to uh, bring that up. But yes, uh, they'll be playing in uh next next month. <laughs> next month.
0: So that is my most frustrating, uh, my most frustrating people of the of the week.
1: Yeah, it's a really good one as well. Sensible uh, for, for us. for us for us <laughs> yeah yeah
0: actually a serious point
1: okay. I just want to pick up on um, not well not pick up I want to bring something else up now. Hmm. Um I think we've covered pretty much all the yeah. usual features. So you know we like we like to go into other things as well. Yeah. Uh a point I'd like to raise Dave is I'm sure you have a, a say on this. I'm sure uh, I think I think Charlie will have something to say about this as well actually because well, it's just it's a shambles but Alexander Mitrovic uh they they played last night Fulham his club. He scored his 38th goal of the campaign last night. Yep. Um, you know, too good for the Championship, not good enough for the Premier League. I think that just sort of just adds fuel to our point. Dave. We need that
0: Premier League and a half or <laughs> Premier League half. <laughs> the the uh, forgotten league, Gem, the league where the teams The Championship. The, the Championship. Yeah. Yep. Well, they don't belong in the Premier League. They don't belong in the Championship. We don't want to play them. We, the Championship don't want them. Stick them in this new league, Jem. They can all go in there. Fulham, Bournemouth.
1: Who else do we want in there? Gem? Norwich in there. Yeah. West Brom. Yeah. yeah. West Brom. We might as well add Everton at this point because, <laughs> well, they're not good enough for the Premier League, are they?
0: No. Watford. I'm not even sure if Everton are going to be good enough for the Championship, to be honest, but we'll see yep that league needs to you're right and Mitrovic can be a top scorer in that league Gem. that's where he belongs yep. I think it just proves the point it proves the point we've been saying it for a while sooner or later someone will listen to us and uh, and set that up yep. that's good good call Jem uh, on the championship mm. uh, Derby Watch I think they've drawn a game and won a game since we last spoke yep uh, so they've got a few points is that right or at least they've won a game yeah they beat Preston the other day yeah beat Preston and they are now only, I don't quite know what's happened, but they're actually nine points adrift. Nine points adrift. I think Reading have been winning games. Yep. Uh So with only six games to play. So we've been saying all season it needs a miracle. And it really needs a miracle now, Jim. Yep. Uh, but they've got new owners or getting new owners, so that could revitalise them. Yep. Was there I something mean- you wanted to say on Rooney?
1: Uh oh. yeah well he he actually made an appearance on Monday Night Football the other night he did didn't he? he did yeah for the Palace Arsenal game mm. and uh, I actually missed quite a lot of the game I had to watch the highlights mm. because I had to go to my own Monday Night Football you know where I am uh, a lethal midfield player on that on their Monday nights <laughs> and I think some would describe me as uh, Rude Hullet that that night Dave uh, but anyway before I went to become Rude Hullet for that game. Uh, I actually watched the build up hmm. uh and when Rooney was on he made his appearance with Jamie Carragher so I had I had to put the subtitles on obviously for Carragher and Rooney <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am. but uh anyway it seems like Rooney has uh, matured quite a lot from his from his playing days he's, yeah. he's very he's, he's very uh I was going to say articulate I don't I wouldn't say that's the word but he's very uh it's very insightful nowadays anyway. I and mean, I'm not I'm not taking the because he is one of my favourite ever players. Yeah. It's just a joke, it's an ongoing joke, he can take it. Um so you know, come on, people, let's not let's not get offended by this. But um he, he he was he was doing that old that thing that Man United X players like to do when it's oh we need to do it this way, this way, we need to do it this way. It's not them times anymore, Dave. It's not the old old Alex Ferguson ways anymore. We need to move on. Football has moved on. Uh, This is going to be very controversial, but would an Alex Ferguson team compete with Liverpool and City right now? I don't remember my new teams ever getting 100 points in a season. Um, So I think we need to be realistic. You know, we talk of the best teams ever. It's hard to compare, you know, we say like Maradona, Pele and all them. It's hard to compare them to the modern player because everything's changed. If if Maradona had all this, you know, support when he was, if he was playing now, maybe he would be the best player in the world. But basically what I'm saying is we need to move on. Man United needs to move on. We can't be saying we need to be doing it the Man United way. It's in the DNA. I'm sick of it, Dave. You know how angry <laughs> DNA used to get, get me when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer used to speak about it. <laughs> so Wayne Rooney, I love you so much. Please do not, do not start you know, doing this because you're going to make a lot of my new fans turn on you. At least a little bit anyway. So, and he did ask for Pochettino and we don't want Pochettino because Pochettino, that, that love affair has ended. That's That's gone. That opportunity is gone. We, sh- we shouldn't be going for Pochettino. So, Wayne Rooney, please. No. I just want to say as well, actually, he did say he'd love to be the future Man United manager one day. There we go. Would you have him? Um... <laughs>
0: Maybe. Yeah, he, he'll need to prove himself in League One next season first.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what he does under the new owner. Yeah. And uh, then, then we'll think about it. Yeah. No, we all love
0: Rooney. Okay, Gem, that's uh, that's good. Um, I'm going to finish. Uh, have you got anything else you wanted to add? Because I've got one thing I wanted to talk about. I did say I'd come back to Everton. So. I, no, I think I'm done now, Dave. But all my okay. points are covered. I'm going to come back to Everton because they played last night, Jem. Um, yep. So, we've got the privilege of talking about this game. This is the team. So, Everton played Burnley in a must-win game for both teams, Jem. Yep. You know, this is, don't forget Lampard's motivating skills here, saying, do you remember a couple of weeks ago he said the players haven't got the kahunas for yep. for the pressure? Yep. Like, laughing away and then went, seriously, they really haven't. Um, <laughs> and uh, this game proved it, Jem. Um, mm. Everton actually got to 2-1 up in this game in fact I turned it on when they were 2-1 up I said mm. wow they're going to win this and then they proceeded to shoot themselves in the foot with two bits of diabolical defending yeah. to yeah. concede the two especially the um, the was it the winner the one where the defender yeah. sliced it. It, it was yeah I'll let you yeah. finish and I'm going to come back to that but yes it was absolutely diabolical well come back to it Jim because I'm just going to talk I'm going to talk about that that
1: winning goal in a minute but okay. um what were, you, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, people laugh at me for some of the points I raise in football, Dave, but I think when Ben Godfrey was getting tipped to be the next England call-up, i will say, no, he is defensively atrocious. He can't play football. He's not good enough. And, oh, no, look at him. He's playing amazing for Everton. He's playing it right back under Ancelotti. He was doing okay, but he's not good enough for England. He wasn't good enough for the international stage. And this has proved my point, Dave. That slice last night has just said That sums up his yeah. ability for me. You can't do that. That's, that, that. Who does that? No one can do that. Iron Maguire doesn't do that. Well, sometimes he does, but <laughs> embarrassing. Well, Jim, I'm going to
0: come on to my main point, and um, I just want you to strap yourself in for this, Jim. So here it comes. So the winning goal, who was it scored by? Maxwell Corney. Is it? Cornet but for the purpose of this bit let's call him it's C-O-R-N-E-T isn't it so yep. I think I'm going to pronounce it Cornet okay Max, Maxwell Maxwell or Maxwell Cornet um, I don't know if you saw before the game Jem he got a bit of a raspberry ripple of applause no
1: I didn't. Game. I didn't see that no. Um
0: when his name was announced at the start um, I screamed at the TV when he scored the winner Jem <laughs> I'd give Cornet's performance 99 out of 100. He made Everton's defence look flaky, Jem. I
1: didn't say that either. <laughs> he
0: sent hundreds and thousands of Burnley fans home happy, Jem. Cornette did. <laughs> and I tell you what, Jem. When he got his toe to the ball, he got his toe to the ball, didn't he, to guide that winning goal in. In fact, you could say that's all that was needed to win the game. Just one Cornetto. <laughs> one Cornetto. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it's taken me all morning to come up with that lot. That's brilliant. Absolutely and, brilliant. No, you're not and, done. No, no, no. Well, I'm just all I'm saying is, Jen, there's another player we need to keep our eye on. In fact, another team we need to keep our eye on. I hope they get into the Premier League next season from the, from the champ, Championship. Yeah. Notts Forest. We need them promoted because do you know who that brings in to
1: play against Cornette? Uh, I'm going to have to think on the spot quickly. Uh, I can't can't think. think. Lolly, Lolly. Joe Lolly. Joe Lolly. Joe Lolly. <laughs> Joe Lolly.
0: <laughs> we'll be able to give him some stick next season, Jem, when he comes up. So hopefully we can get Cornet and Lolly in the same league next season.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Well done, Dave. I, I'm I'm very impressed in, impressed in that. Fair play. Okay, that was it. That's all I've got. <laughs> End it on an upturn, Jim. Keep, yep, keep definitely keep keep the fans happy. Yep. So I, I guess we'll be back uh, next week for match day thirty two and mm. obviously finding out what happened with uh West Ham and Leon. So enjoy the game, Dave. Yeah. Don't throw any chairs, any water coolers at the Leon fans. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess that's all.
0: Yeah, I'll be back with more terrible puns. now. all for you, is I know you listen to this. All for you, and we'll be back. We'll be back with that next time.
1: you'll love them. Okay, see you next
0: time. See ya.